are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 to 20 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Coming up on today's show, as promised, we're going to look at the MLB Trade Rumors Top 50 Free Agents list. We spent last week doing this for pitchers, and then this week we're going to look at which free agent hitters might fit the Giants and which free agent hitters do not fit the Giants and what are the reasons that they fit or don't fit. So all of that's coming up next, but first a little bit about me. I've been a contributor for the baseball analysis sites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs, which is part of Fangraphs. I started a Giants podcast called Covecast in 2015 and then joined the Locked On Podcast Network prior to the 2019 season. So jumping right back into this, we actually left off at some point last week. We did the top few hitters. So if you missed that and want to get a sense of it, you can find that episode. It was, I think, Thursday of last week. We talked about whether or not JT Real Muto, George Springer, Marcelo Zuna, DJ LeMayhew, and the young Korean shortstop Ha Sung Kim were fits for the Giants. So moving on in MLB Trade Rumors' list of the top 50 free agents is D.D. Gregorius at number 8. And they have him going to the Reds for 3 years and $39 million. Gregorius turns 31 in February, and he's a left-handed hitting shortstop. Of significance is the fact that the Giants made a one-year offer to, to Gregorius last offseason. And at the time, it was kind of a bit of a surprise because the Giants didn't really seem to need a left-handed hitting shortstop. I mean, they had Brandon Crawford. To me, what it meant was they thought Gregorius could or would play some second, possibly platoon with Evan Longoria. And what's so interesting to me is that that still makes a lot of sense. The Giants are very right-handed in their infield besides Brandon Crawford and Brandon Belt, but they've made it clear that a priority is to get a left-handed hitting infielder to complement the players they have. And those players that need complementing might be Evan Longoria and Donovan Solano, also Wilmer Flores. And so to me, Gregorius is actually a really nice fit here. The thing about him is that he's only played shortstop for a long time. He played some second and some third in 2014 but otherwise his entire career has been spent at the shortstop position so that is a factor I mean the Giants have Brandon Crawford I don't know if they would pitch to him hey you can take over for Crawford I don't think they would do that because of the season Brandon Crawford just had or else they might look to trade Brandon Crawford except he has a full no trade clause so it's hard for me to see the fit unless Gregorius is willing to play second and or third. But that being said, perhaps that increases his value or perhaps he would welcome the challenge. I don't think so. I think he'd probably prefer to just be a shortstop. Pride often comes into play here with players wanting to stick at those premium positions. 
But just to wrap up, the point about Gregorius is that he's really been a force against right-handed pitching for the last several seasons. If we go back to 2017 over his last 1,240 plate appearances against righties, he's got a 117 weighted runs created plus, meaning he's been about 17% above average with a 500 slugging, 327 on base. So he does it with power. He's just got a lot of thump against right-handed pitching. A lot of that came at Yankee Stadium with the short porch and right, and maybe it wouldn't play as well at Oracle Park, although if you're hooking balls right down the line, then that actually could play well. Over that same time period, Gregorius has been about 11% below average against left-handed pitching. So he's kind of the perfect complement to those righties. Not sure, though, if he would want to play mostly in a platoon pinch-hitting role, but my point is that the modern team and the modern giants guys like this even if you're like a part-time player quote unquote you're still getting into every game if you're not starting against a lefty you're gonna pinch hit against a righty reliever and then you're gonna start every game against right-handed pitching pretty much so it would take some convincing probably but to me he's one of the really good fits in free agency this winter from the giants perspective although i remain skeptical that he would embrace that type of role when he could just go be a primary everyday shortstop somewhere else. Coming in at number 13 on MLB Trade Rumors list, of course, we're skipping over pitchers and just focusing on position players here. Number 13 is Michael Brantley, predicted to go to the Braves for two years and $28 million. Brantley will turn 34 years old in May. He's a left-handed hitting corner outfielder slash DH. He's been a left fielder and or DH His defense has declined over the last several years. He's a really quality hitter. But I just don't see the fit, given that the Giants at corner outfield have Alex Dickerson as that left-handed hitter in left, and they have Mike Yastrzemski as an everyday guy in right. There's definitely some room for a possible left-handed hitting center fielder to pair with Mauricio Dubon. But I don't really see a corner DH left-handed hitter being a fit. Unless there is another, you know, unless the DH is brought back to the National League in 2021, which we actually don't know yet. And we may get some clarity in December, according to some reporting I've seen. So if there's a DH, I guess I could see Michael Brantley being a fit. I mean, he's just a really, really quality hitter. I don't think San Francisco would be his first choice at this stage in his career. He'd probably want to play for a sure thing contender. And he should have a lot of suitors, especially among teams where there's going to be a DH. So either in the American League or all teams, if the DH comes to the NL. Next on the list is number 14, Justin Turner, predicted to go to the Dodgers for two years and $24 million. We'll talk about whether or not Turner is a fit for the Giants. And then we'll also continue to look through the rest of this list next. But first... All right, as promised, we're going to continue running through this list, picking up where we left off with Justin Turner predicted to go to the Dodgers for two years, $24 million. Now, Turner, really good player, not a fit for the Giants unless somehow they're able to move Evan Longoria. I can't see Turner being able to play any other position. I mean, I guess he, he would be capable of playing second base and certainly first base, but you're going to lose a lot of defensive value if you move him to first. So... He's a third baseman, 
right-handed hitter, not a need for the Giants. They're kind of more looking for a left-handed hitter to complement the righties they have. So while Turner is a very good player, it just doesn't make a lot of sense for the Giants. Next on the list is Marcus Simeon, predicted to go to the Angels for one year and $14 million. This This would be quite a bargain, in my opinion, if he ended up only signing for one year. However, he's just not somebody that is a fit for the Giants because they don't have a vacancy at shortstop. Brandon Crawford had a nice season. Brandon Crawford is signed for next year, and he has a full no-trade clause. So it doesn't make a lot of sense for the Giants to be spending their resources at a position where they don't really have a need with a righty when they do need a lefty. So as much as there's like a bargain potential to be had here, and in that case, there's always a chance that an opportunistic team like the Giants now with Farhan Zaidi, Scott Harris, if they see that some player has a market that is way undervaluing them, they are they are known to be interested and to potentially try to pounce. I think that's a little bit of what we saw last year with D.D. Gregorius and Cole Hamels being players the Giants gave one-year offers to. They really like who they perceive to be quality players on one-year deals. And so Marcus Simeon is another example of that potentially, according to this prediction. And while it's definitely not the most likely scenario, I could see them potentially being interested because of the bargain potential. Next on the list, number 16, James McCann, predicted to go to the Phillies for two years and $20 million. McCann is a catcher, and the Giants do need a veteran catcher. They have said that they would potentially want to sign a veteran to complement Buster Posey. Joey Bart really struggled in his Major League debut last season, and they don't necessarily want to just thrust him right back into that role. I think in a perfect world, they'd let him get some more seasoning in the minor leagues, the upper minors. So if James McCann is really going to be able to get a multi-year deal, then he doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and I don't really see the Giants doing this. He's a right-handed hitter. He's especially good against left-handed pitching. Catcher position, multi-year deals, just not a fit for the Giants. Next is Andrelton Simmons at number 17, predicted to go to the Yankees for one year and $12 million. Simmons is the best defensive shortstop in baseball, arguably the best defensive player in baseball. I think it's like him and Kiermaier for me. But again, like Marcus Simeon, a right-handed hitting shortstop doesn't really make a lot of sense for the Giants unless they're prepared to platoon at the position, which honestly, maybe they will. But I'm not sure that someone like Simmons, certainly someone like Simeon, is going to want to sign to be on the weak side of a platoon. The weak side of a of a platoon, meaning you're the guy facing left-handed pitchers and there are less left-handed pitchers. So your at-bats are limited. Kind of like the Darren Ruffs of the world. played. They played some, and when he played, he made an impact, but he's not out there every day. So again, bargain potential. So I could see the Giants like trying to pounce because of the bargain potential, but otherwise not the, not the strongest fit. Next on the list is Jock Peterson, predicted to go to the Cardinals for two years and $18 million. Similar to Michael Brantley, except probably a little bit of a better defender, younger certainly, going to be 29 in April. So he's a young player, actually, and one of the few 20-somethings 
available to sign in free agency, certainly on the top 50 list. So for that reason, I could see the Giants being interested. There's certainly the Dodgers connection. Uh, Farhan Zaidi, of course, saw a lot of Jack Peterson when he was the general manager of the Dodgers. And Peterson is also a local kid, went to Palo Alto High School. So there are some connections here. And it's a little bit of a stretch to see how they would fit him in, although it's not that much of a stretch. Like, it could mean moving Yastrzemski to center field, having Jock Peterson play some right field. Alex Dickerson could play some right with Peterson and left. It would require some moving parts. It would probably be mean less playing time for Mauricio Dubon because then Yastrzemski is in center against righties with Dickerson and Peterson in the corners. Where does that leave Dubon? Well, maybe you don't want him facing right-handed pitching as much, and so that actually could work. So it's not that hard to squint and see this being a possibility. There are all kinds of connections, and Peterson is a really dangerous hitter against right-handed pitching. Not good at all against left-handed pitching, so it would be a pure platoon situation. But I could see this happening. Two years, 18 million, I mean, that's pretty reasonable and might make some sense. All right, so that is all the time we have for today. We're going to continue this exercise tomorrow. The first couple of players we're, we're going to look at are Nelson Cruz and Jackie Bradley Jr. So some interesting names right off the bat tomorrow. So be sure to come back for that. And then if we do an episode on Friday, that's kind of an if given the holiday, that'll be a mailbag. And then next week, we'll turn our attention to uh, the non-tender deadline, which is going to be, I think, on Wednesday next week. So that's going to get a lot of our attention. Please hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review in the Apple Podcast Store. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspic. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.